We're very excited this week. This episode is voiced with Altered. Yeah, but more on that a little bit later. Hello and welcome to Cancelled Movie Report, the documentary podcast series that talks about the best movies that Hollywood never made. My name is Michael Campbell, but you can call me Cambo. And joining me, as always, is actor and comedian, Mr. Eden Fuller. Thank you very much, Cambo. Now, I can't believe it. it's been 11 weeks already. We're on to our last report. Is this, is it, it's just flown by, Cambo. Time, time flies when literally. you're resurrecting dead movies. <laughs> <laughs> it just flies by, doesn't it, Cambo? It does. It does. It's, it, it, it's, it's a, it's, I can't think of another joke. <laughs> <laughs> like David Brent with the jelly, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. just trying to think of Don't take it if you don't have one. <laughs> uh, but this is a very requested movie. And in fact, it's a movie that we've mentioned in passing in other episodes. Mm. Eden, what are we talking about this week? Well, this week, we're, ta- we're going back. We're going back a little bit to around 2002. And look, we gave you a little clue before. Time has flown by because this week we're talking about Superman Flyby. And of course, as we've been doing this season, this is a request. Yes, it is. Uh, who's requested this This one? has been requested by Milo Andrews of New South Wales. He was desperate to hear what J.J. Abrams had to say about Superman. Well, let's keep him waiting no longer. Without any further ado, let's get into it. Well, Cambo, we live in a time of Snyder Cuts and cinematic universes. But back in the early 2000s, it was a simpler time. The Dark Ages. (laughs) This is before Batman Begins. Yes. Yes. Comic book movies were few and far between back then. Spider-Man was on the cusp of sort of coming out. And Batman was their major focus of everyone all throughout the 90s. We had all those Batman films. But Warner Brothers and DC, they put all their effort into that. But I think it was time. It was time for it. A, a character to take center stage, a different character, someone that they hadn't touched on in a while, but they were desperate to resurrect. And that, of course, was the most iconic superhero of them all, Superman. Yeah, the first superhero. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, Superman has been a tough nut to crack since Richard Donner's 1978 film, which was much loved. Mm-hmm. You've, you've seen that one, Cambo? I have, yes. Yes, yes. Um, and since then, since that sort of finished up with Superman for A Quest for Peace. And, which yeah, is, yeah. Um, Famously it was, terrible. The, the series was diminishing return. Yeah, I think. Big time, yeah. big time. Yes, um, with uh, what was it? Nuclear man. Yes, threw all the wires <laughs> to the sun. But not on that level. Is that the one where he fights himself as well? Yeah. Uh, or is that three? No, I think th- I think that's. Oh, I think that might be three. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I think he's mainly fighting nuclear. The Richard Lester's of my movies become a blur. Yeah. So basically, a lot of people have been throwing things around to yeah. get to that. And eventually we settled on Brian Singer's underperforming 2006 Superman yes. Returns. But before Singer got the go-ahead, there were countless other proposals yeah. sort of flying around for Superman movies. Well, this is the interesting thing. This is an era that we find ourselves in a lot on this show. It's this weird sort of time From frame. From 97, yeah. 96, 97 so many to about 2005. Five, yeah. That era, we've covered like multiple movies that in that era were cancelled because they, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do. And it was this, there were things that were starting to kick off, like Matrix was really yeah. big. So let's try and incorporate that and things. And they kept changing, bouncing around ideas, which direction they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so they turned to a, a, a person at this point, um, the famed creator of Felicity yeah. and Alias. That, of course, is J.J. Abrams. This is pre, pre-Lost. Now, um, J.J., you know, I've got an interview with J.J. talking about this. You, um, you got that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I got that. I sat down with J.J. Yeah. Um, just me and Empire. Um, the thing that he says, he says, the thing that he tried to emphasize with his script and his story was if the Kents found the boy um, who had powers like he did, mm-hmm. he would have, mo- <laughs> they would have most likely been killed outright <laughs> with a, like a little kid okay. that didn't know what he was doing with crazy powers. Uh. Um, so he told that the idea that the parents would have to instantaneously 
um, immediately begin teaching the kid to limit himself and not be so fast, so strong, not so powerful. So you would grow up with that mentality. Yeah. The result of that psychological um, sort of effect on him um, would sort of set in this self-doubt and fear and he wanted to tap into that a bit more because Superman's very iconic as like heroic and stuff like that, but he mm-hmm. wanted to tap into this. And at one point he has a bit of an anxiety attack like Superman really? does in, in the script, which is quite interesting. Now he says, the other thing he says, he says the idea in the movie was that he would become Superman yeah. um, and realize that he had, he had to finally own his strengths and that this is what he was always meant to do. Um, I don't know if Zach and Christopher Nolan are doing because he yep. talked about them. He knew that they yep. had been looking. So this was stuff. this was before Man of Steel had uh, yeah. came out. I yeah, 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 exactly. Um, so he didn't know what they're working on, but he feels like he's like, oh, hopefully people play with that idea a bit more and make it a little different because okay. that's what he sort of liked about Superman. So there, mm. there's there's a thing that he said there at the beginning. Said, you know, I really thought about you know if the Kents were given this baby, they would just immediately be killed by the baby because yeah. it's got all these superpowers. It reminds me of there's a quote by Gap, uh, Grant Morrison, the comic book writer. <laughs> yeah. I have to paraphrase it because I don't remember exact wording. But he said, people often struggle with the realities of comic book things saying, how can Batman fight crime at night and still run a, a multi-million dollar business or yeah. whatever? When the answer is obvious to this, even just a child is because it's not real. Yeah, it's comic book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that, that, that quote reminds me of that being like, well, actually, I actually think about it. The baby actually would probably kill, kill the kids. Yeah. Can I say what I'm excited to see? Okay. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. What are you excited to see, Kimbo? With Superman movies, I find that they always try and cram in as many iconic Superman stories as possible. And I want to see how many. I, I wonder, this was the time not long after Superman lives. I want to see if they're going to try and cram in Death of Superman into this movie somehow. Well. Okay. <laughs> Let's see how many we can get in there. They did. They did finally do it in Superman's second movie in the current yeah, ones. Correct, correct. Saying that, well, keep an eye out. Keep yeah. an eye, Cambo. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about just quickly before we get into the plot is the casting. Oh yes. Okay. Now, Cambo. Yes. Some scripts we do. Yeah. Yeah. They're not around very long. They don't maybe don't even get to the casting stage. Yeah. And so you're just like, whatever. And other, other scripts we've done, it's like there was one person that they said, this is the person. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, they they built it around yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But never have we had a <laughs> film so far, I think, with such a crazy yeah. cast of possible casting choices. Can I tell you what little I know of the yeah, casting? Yeah, yeah, hit me. Uh, and this is all to do with, uh, with Superman. Yep. I, I'm not sure of the other characters. Yep. Uh, like a huge net was thrown. Yeah, big time. Some big names. One of the things I do know, and this is through some leaked photos of costume tests, yeah. is that one of the people that was auditioning was Henry Cavill. Is yeah, that right? a young, 10 yeah. years younger. Yeah. That, so he was always in the mix. Yes. Very and is this the one? I know there is a Superman movie that I think Josh Hartnett was, uh, yes. uh, was yeah, somewhat. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, he, he, he has said since, I probably should have taken that. Yeah, well, I'll tell. Okay, okay, so I'll just, before we get into it, let's just go through some of these. Okay, so let me take you for a spin. So, first of all, it was actually going to be directed by uh, Joseph uh, McGinty, Nicole, or M- M- McG. Uh, McG. Yeah. McG. McG, exactly. So, McG was a famous on board. Uh, mostly for being said by a Christian Bale in his Terminator Salvation rant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, when he's like, this fucking McG? <laughs> Exactly, but you, yeah, hey, you can't yeah. put put him past Charlie's Angels full, full throttle. throttle. Yeah, <laughs> and ultimately that is why he initially dropped out. So he dropped out of this straight up to, to do, do Charlie's Angels full throttle. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. So then Brett Ratner was hired on yep. board as director, the rat. and he wanted he. Okay, so first of all, he approached uh, Josh Hartnett and Jude Law. 
Okay. Yes, for the yeah. role. Uh, hangover from Batman vs. Superman Asylum. Yes, exactly. Reference there. Um, but Brett said he wanted them for three movies mm-hmm. to lock them in. And that was one of the things that at the time, because yeah. this is pre-Marvel, people were like, I don't want to be locked in to be playing this character for 10 years. <laughs> so they, he was a bit, they were a bit like, eh. But anyway, they actually offered Hartnett $100 million for a three-picture deal, but he turned it down. Wow. Craziness. Um, and then these are some... This is it gets wacky at this point. So then we had um, Perry White, Christopher Walken, great, yeah, which would be perfect. He pops up in like everything. Uh-huh. So he's either Brainiac or Perry yeah. White. <laughs> um, uh, Anthony Hopkins as Jor El. Oh wow! Yep, which is obviously Superman's dad. Yeah. Um, with Ralph Fiennes as Lex Luthor. Oh, that's yes. good. Um, Christopher Reeves was going to be a project consultant. Okay. Yeah, so they were going to get his sort of take and stuff. And he was very keen on the guy that played him in Smallville. Tom Welling. To, yeah, Tom Welling to come over. Um, then we moved on to, it just keeps going, Paul Walker was yeah, approached. I had heard yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser yeah. got very close. Um, and then Ashton Kutcher, was all. they were all actually okay. offered the role. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all worried about sort of the Superman curse. Like Ashton Kutcher legitimately was like, I feel like the role of Superman is cursed yeah. and I do not want to do it because of the curse. Yeah. Which just I, sounds like something he'd say. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, like uh, I know Ashton maybe is limited in range, you could say. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't know if this is heresy to say. I don't think Superman's that hard a role. And I think yeah. Ashton's like, he's charming enough. He's charming enough. I, but I, 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 look, I know Superman. Ashton Kutcher's... He's not Superman. Yeah. He's not Superman. I don't, I don't think so. You don't want Kelso from that Sydney show. <laughs> exactly. Um, then we've got uh, Jerry O'Connell yep. expressed interest. He would have um, been a bit old. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And as well as um, James Marsden got very, very close. Oh, yeah. Yep, as well. Um, but then... then ja- James Marsden, do you think that... Would this have been before or after X-Men? Uh, this is 2002. So X-Men... Uh, X Men two thousand, yeah, yeah, so yeah okay, just after, yeah, 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 yeah. It's funny because he did end up in the other Superman movie that was made. Yes, well, exactly, yeah. 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 Now this is when Brett Ratner now drops out in two thousand and three. Okay, yeah, so he's out of it. And do you know what he cites as the reason for him leaving? Uh, is it to do? Oh, I think I might know this. Is it to do with flying? No. Okay. No, no, no. This is to do with citing violent disagreements with our favorite producer, John, John Peters. Peters. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's John of Peters, course it's John Peters yeah. Exactly um, So then McGee comes back on Because now he's finished up with his um, prior commitments McGee returns Yes, exactly um, And he, he comes back, he goes Nah, we're doing an unknown for Superman okay. And then the studio's like We're definitely not doing that, sorry <laughs> So then they th- he throws around some more names For some other casting choices So um, Shia LaBeouf for Jimmy Olsen Yep, that's yep. good. I like um, that. Scarlett Johansson as Lois Lane. Yep. And then now he's pushing for Johnny Depp as Lex Luthor. Oh, okay. Which I think would be pretty cool. Um, this At this point, Henry Cavill comes back into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- then things start breaking down at this point. So McGee wanted to uh, do the film in New York because he feels like New York and like yes. it's American. Oh, it's this the might be what everything. I was thinking of. Actually. I think this is what you're hitting up. The studio is like, nah, we got to cut yeah. costs. We got to well, do Australia. Yeah, early 2000s, everything being filmed in Australia because we had some huge tax incentive here. Correct. Justice League: Mortal was was, was going a, to be a in... victim of it because it was right at the end of that. Yeah, and before they turned it up, exactly. So the studio is like, nah, it's definitely Australia. We're doing all yep. of that. Um, then a little thing starts to appear with McGee's like, no, 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 definitely America. 
definitely we're doing an American. They're like, no, why, why, why do you have an issue with this? And it turns out that he has a fear of flying. Yeah, got it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and legitimately, his fear of flying, mm-hmm. when that came out, the the studio was like, well, you're fired then yeah. <laughs> because we're filming it in Australia. It's, it's insane that I hadn't actually heard about that before. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where I had heard that, but I there was somewhere, I, somewhere in the back of my mind I knew that there was a problem with the director not wanting to, to fly. fly. Yeah. It's so crazy. I know. And then event, now we're in 2004 and yeah. now Brian Singer comes on board, which ultimately things get reworked, yeah, things yeah, get retooed, yeah. and it turns into a Superman yeah. Returns. So so what we're looking at here is roughly J.J. Abrams' script, early J.J., yeah. before Lost, before where he really blew up, before even Alias, I think, right? Um, this is overlapping Alias. Overlapping yep. Alias, yep. right. Okay, that's the era of J.J., yep. Flicking between McGee, Brett Ratner thing, and a huge net cast, huge for who they wanted to star in it. In fact, maybe we should talk about the cast with this in in regards to this episode. Well, what I was going to get to, Cambo, sure. is that um, we usually get a lot of cool casting choices and do a lot of fun things because this was so many varied yeah, people. Yeah. We were just like, well, how, how are we going to approach this? Well, Cambo, this film, we, this is an entire movie. Voiced with just one actor. <laughs> That's right. That's so, right. Yes. Thanks to Altered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This the, is, now you've you've touched base with the yeah. guys. Tell us through this technology, Cam. The, the guys at Altered have, have kindly uh, offered us a part of their their platform to it's test amazing. this because we love doing these scene recreations and we love working with our big voice casts. But we really wanted to kind of experiment with this yes. one, and it's the last episode of the season. We thought let's have some fun. Let's do something crazy. They offer a service that essentially is like deep fake, but for voices. voices. <laughs> Uh, so you can record something and put it through and it comes out sounding as a, like a different person. It's actually amazing how yeah. different every single... Se- so, yeah, you've so, really got to keep that in yes. mind. Just know that the whole time you're listening to this, every single character is voiced by one actor via Altered. So, yes, we want to say thank you to Altered for, for letting us play around. You. We have voiced a whole movie, so we've really, I would say, put it through its paces here <laughs> to see how far it could go. But, yes, that's quite exciting. I'm very excited to, for people to hear what we've been able to do with just one actor. Okay, well, on that bombshell of a note, Cambo, <laughs> let's get into the plot. Fade in on a news telecast. An unkept newsreader is clearly dishevelled and panicked. He tells everyone to take shelter immediately and large parts of the world are under attack. He reports that uh, a bunch of aliens are using Earth as a battleground. The pyramids of Giza are destroyed. Um, Seoul and Korea are destroyed. Uh, Sections of Paris are on fire. He looks dead in the camera and he says, we put our faith in Superman and look what happened. Oh, no. Oh, it's that classic. Oh, we hate Superman. And it's Um, also a very J.J. Abrams-style hook, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight into it. Yeah. Suddenly, an explosion glass shatters into the newsroom and there's static. We cut to Gotham City, and there's a network skyscraper that's being blown apart. Yeah, so we're in Gotham City, wrong city, yeah, Cameron. Yeah. Wrong city, I know. Um, we see an alien visitor sort of floating in the air above. It's a humanoid dressed in armor, a sort of um, ninja cloak. They talk about it, like okay. black sort of body armor, and he has a sword sheathed weapon. Um, sort of by his side. And the script says, we find out more on that later. Oh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he blows over cars with his super breath. So he's got Superman powers. Um, and this is this is our Kryptonian bad guy, Ty Zor. Ty Zor. Yeah, this is Ty Zor. We pull back then to see two red boots hit the pavement across from Ty Zor. 
We get the description. This is in the... I love... You know how much I love... You love a description. description. I love it. So this is a great one. The boots hit like an NBA MVP coming down from a slam dunk. (laughs) Like... (laughs) That conscious of some images right there. Do you think uh, if if that was the imagery they're going for... You know how in the 89 Batman... (laughs) The Batman boots were actually modified Nike. Yeah. Do you think they would have got, <laughs> got like a modified a Air Jordan yeah. style? Boot? Well, it do, it does mention that then um, Superman pumps up his uh, <laughs> his boots with the old rework pumps. Um, but it goes on to say, we pan back up dramatically, revealing the body of a 29 year old warrior in red and blue. This is Superman in his hometown, Gotham. City. Yeah, yeah, of course, iconic. Um, but this Superman, he's winded. His cape sort of shattered. Um, it's shredded a bit. He's been through the ringer. It's, it says in the script, it looks like um, he's, he's had 12 rounds in the boxing ring. <laughs> he's really gone through his paces. So Tyzor and Superman, they then sort of clash. They're having that big sort of big climactic battle straight yeah. at the start of the movie, as yeah. you do. As you as, do. As you do. Exactly. So they're flying and fighting, smashing each other. And it ends with Superman following Tyzor into a warehouse. And he's searching through all these rooms in this warehouse, but they're all lead doors, so he can't see through using his Superman vision. And then Tyzor sort of yells out, oh, it's just like we're human, you can't sort of see in there. And he eventually rips one open, and we just see Superman's face. It suddenly goes, like, white, and there's a green sort of glow on him, and he falls to his knees. And we all, you know, the green glow, mate. Yeah. We, know, we know what's happening there. Um, but what's cool about this version is, as he's falling to the ground, you know sometimes when they do Superman with um, Kryptonite, he just gets weak and stuff like this? Uh-huh. If this. It describes it as Superman's face starts to blister and boil. Oh. His eyes start rolling back, become bloodshot and sort of weeping. Like, he, it's so really it's like, like physically, yeah. like, yeah, it's really like destroying his body as he gets closer. Then Ty Zor can be heard. I want you to cry, can I? Just as your mother did. And then we smash cut and it just says, Krypton, 29 years earlier. <laughs> like, it, we're going all, we're, we're, we're yeah. galaxy trotting. Okay, so this is obviously uh, starting off with the like the climactic battle. Makes me wonder if that's not like a John Peters note to be like, what if you put the end at the, at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Probably one of the points that I uh, disagree with Brett Radner. Yeah. They got came I like to normally begin with the beginning. No, 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 no. And I want everyone to speak backwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. So now we're back on Krypton. 12-story war machine with three legs um, sort of starts walking towards it. It's called, in the script, they call it a rouser. A rouser. Yes, yes. Um, and there's a... Pe- a rouser? Uh, no, 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 it's rouser. Sorry. Okay. It's so not an arouser. Like, no, 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 not, not an arouser. No, no, no. It's just a. It's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. A rouser. Rouser. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> good. Good to see. So there's a there's a little picture. We've got quite a lot of pictures. Yeah, of things. yeah. These will also be posted. So on we'll chuck all these up. Well, yeah. yeah. So it's quite. It's like a mech. It's like a classic yeah. sort of mech warrior. Um, which looks really cool. At Cancel Movies on all the socials, if you want to see those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's the only place you can see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Besides Googling. Just be safe and give it a follow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we've got this huge mech warrior smashing through trees. Yep. Um, it also it sort of belches out flames. It's got a flamethrower and it's got turrets. It starts blowing everything up. Then we pan out and we see there's dozens of them oh. sort of coming across the horizon. Very arousing. Yeah, very arousing. Arousing people's fears. <laughs> um, then we cut to this um, the Krypton Senate house. I'm getting I'm getting uh, Phantom Menace vibes. Yeah, here. Like yeah. Spending spending a bit of time in the Senate. Um, a large group are all around um, lecterns with their Kryptonian king in the middle, Jor-El, which you'll know is 
Yes, he's dead. Yeah. Superman's dead. Um, and there's different alien species that are there with them, and they're all discussing what's happening. Um, interesting to note, I, I will just note this, that it does say in the script, all scenes on Krypton are spoken in Kryptonian, oh. right? And it's an actual language that we will develop and have subtitles. So right. they were doing the, going down the elven sort of path yeah. of creating this full language, and that yeah. was going to be... Right. Yeah, he was starting a, a, yeah. a mythology here. For audio recreation purposes, we have not done that. No, we have not done that. <laughs> we have not done that. Because exactly. we can't subtitle audio. <laughs> That's right. Um, so then Jor-El is told by a returning officer that the general, one of their generals, is dead and that they're under attack from all sides. The war room is in panic. Holographic monitors of enemy, enemy troops are sort of everywhere. Things are going crazy. Attacked ones from east and south. But their units and men are, they were destroyed. I am afraid those were decoys, sir. Sir, look at our position. Tell me, did you see a way out? Go to your family. Sir, my job is, is here. I... I'm ordering you to go. Go. Yes, sir. Please. Jor-El. Lara, you knew this day might come. There must be something else that we can do. There isn't. He is our son. And I will not send him away. Our baby. My love, there is no time. And can I just remind you, Cambo, that's one voice actor. Uh, but that was three voices. Well, and one of them was female. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty crazy. Uh, so we're in, we're in the midst of... of like a war, like a massive Kryptonian yeah. war, which is shades of the um, Man of Steel. They're having sort of that big battle in that. Yeah. But it, it, there's a lot going down. It's like a civil war. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Um, back in the Tsar Palace, it's sort of mayhem. It's classic wartime documentary stuff, like handheld cameras, mech warriors firing, cash, like crashing through the front doors. You feel like you're in sort of the, the, the trenches. Yeah, like Saving Private Ryan style. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, soldiers fire laser weapons, crisscrossing across the courtyard, and Jor-El fights with the invaders himself. Like, he's, he's a man of the people. He's out there. Um, he blows up one of the mechs with a grenade launcher and stuff. It's a pretty crazy um, fight yeah, scene. Big man. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the mechs then grabs Jor-El around the neck and holds him up. And then he sort of slams him into the ground, like crushing him. Um, he's still alive. Someone then steps through the smoke and it's uh, Katazor, yeah? Jor-El's Kryptonian brother and leader of the enemy troops. He looks down on the wounded Jor-El. Can you imagine what father would say seeing me? Standing like this above you. I know what you've done. You've sent the boy half planet, hoping to fulfill the prophecy. But I will find him, my brother. And these are the hands that will kill him. I want the boy. So that pod could be heading to any one of a thousand planets. Then send a thousand men. Yeah. Okay. So 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 his uncle was after him. Yes. They've sent they've sent Clark off planet. Yep. And now his uncle's like, I'm gonna fucking find this kid. Yeah. So it, it like in there, and it's not really played on the script. They literally like when the mum sort of says, uh, "Oh yeah, like, I'm not yeah. seeing him away." They literally put him in a pod and yeah. shoot him out. Fucking bye. Yeah. See you later, yeah. mate. <laughs> um, but we don't know why he's after him. No. But what's in? Did you notice there? They touch on this thing that like a prophecy. Yeah. Which is very not Superman like at all. Yeah. And what I think this is a hangover from, right? Because remember, this is 2002. The one. I am thinking this is a Matrixy yeah. sort. 
sort of like, oh, he's the chosen one and yeah. he's going to bring balance to the full, like all that sort of stuff. Chosen ones became a thing through the early. T- I feel, from I feel like the Matrix, Matrix and the yeah. Phantom Menace both the same year. Yes. Neo, the chosen one, Anakin was the chosen one. Yeah. And then the chosen one became a thing for like maybe five to six years. Yeah, in that sort All the way of up to Jet Li's The One. Yeah, yeah that, that killed the, the golden egg. <laughs> um, so interesting. That's not very yeah. Superman-y, but okay, there's a different take. Yeah, and it's his uncle that is like after him. Mm. So there's, you notice there's no General Zod or anything like that. Yeah. So it's... it's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Car- so what, Carter Zor. Was yes, the, yes, yeah, okay. yes, yeah, yeah. That's the brother of jor Yeah, and yeah. who was the guy at the beginning? Uh, that was, uh, what is it, Ty? Ty Zor. So, Ty Zor. Okay. so that's... House of Zor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so... He's just said, find where the hell this kid came to. So we then see hundreds of pods lighting off from Krypton, um, all disappearing in different directions. So he's worried that they're all looking for this innocent child that will bring the prophecy of him being overthrown sort of to fruition. Can I say, and I I don't mean to call you out, this is not a call out, but I love you pronounce it the same way that... um, you say Krypton, which is how it's pronounced in the in the first movie, specifically by Marlon Brando, which is funny because everyone else in the movie says Krypton, yeah. and he says Krypton, yeah. <laughs> but clearly Marlon Brando is like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, not doing notes. <laughs> and now I think people are like a fifty fifty. That's probably where it's But wrong. I, I yeah, think yeah. people are fifty fifty with how they pronounce it now, and I think it's all because of Marlon well, Brando. Brando. <laughs> uh, Marlon Brando, he seems so reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> Stick the script on this baby. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and then so it does mention the script. The music at this point swells and he says it's epic. You can hear it now. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> pretty good. There we go. Now we're fading to the Kent farm. Of course. Of course. We get to the Kent farm. Yeah. Martha and Jonathan Kent, they're eating breakfast. Um, small talk over eggs. And then suddenly over the cornfield, smashed. This meteor in the background. It, it, I can imagine it's quite a cool shot. Yeah. They're eating breakfast. You just see it coming through yeah. the background. But it's coming towards them. Oh. So it smashes into the field and it's scraping, getting closer and closer to the house until eventually, which I think is a pretty cool set. Yep. Kent's run outside. They print. Uh, they approach the burnt out ditch. It's uh, Kalel's pod. Um, then while changing Kalel's diaper, they discuss what they're going to do. Um, are they going to keep the child? Yes, they are. Martha's yep. like, we definitely, we're going to protect him. Um, and they know that he has these gifts, but they're going to teach him restraint. This is what JD was talking about. They're going to teach him restraint and control. Um, and they're going to harness this and push and sort of bury that down like a lot. Um, they think he looks like an angel, a movie star, they say. Um, Clark Gable. In fact, okay. and then they're like, "That's perfect, Clark Kent." So he's oh, named after Clark Gable, wow, and that's okay. where they—that's where they pulled that from because wow. they think he's got his all-American looks, even as a baby. Now we cut to Clark at 14 years old. It's Christmas. Clark goes off. Um, he gets off the school bus, and he's—he can still hear the kids talking shit about him. He doesn't play any sports because he's, he's too worried he'd be too powerful, and his only friends are his parents. He arrives home to an empty house. It's Christmas time. There's Christmas stuff up. Um, he smiles as he uses his x-ray vision to look inside all his presents. He's got all the tricks he at this does point, have all mate. The tricks. But then he sees something else on top of the cupboards. It's a sort of a, a metal like canister thing. He opens it up and this weird liquid sort of thing, sort of solid pours out of it. It then floats into the middle of the kitchen and it's a pristine Superman suit. It's like a weird... Like a, so it was liquid, but it morphed yeah, into a Yeah, it's this weird sort of fabric-y okay. sort of sentient. It's, it, it reminds me a bit of um, like the, the nanotech from like Iron Man oh. sort of stuff. It sort of creates yep. its own thing. Clark reaches out, touches, and it sucks onto his arm yeah. and sort of... Like this goes in, Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's actually a good reference. And it sort of becomes... It. But now he looks like a 14-year-old kid wearing 
it says in the script, the coolest fucking suit you've ever seen. <laughs> but it's 10 sizes too big. Yeah. So it's like all floppy. He then He's super excited. Though. He runs out into, his, into the sky in his new suit. He starts jumping from field to field, flying around. He's having this great celebratory sort of thing. He then accidentally smashes into, the jo- into Jonathan Kent's uh, tractor and it explodes in a thousand pieces. So then they um, they come back inside. They give him a bit of a, yeah. a speaking to and they're yeah. like, look. This is very similar to Man of Steel. Yes. This yeah. aspect. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So then they have, then we cut to sort of them sitting down and having the talk yeah. with Clark. And I'm not talking birds and the bees here. I'm talking. Stop destroying my tractors. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they actually, this is the point where they tell him about him being adopted. Okay. And that he's right. not, because you're going to remember, he's just grown up with them. He just thinks he has yeah. powers from them. But they're like, no, 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 we actually found you yeah. here. And they give him the whole spiel. Clark then breaks down and he flies out of the house crying. He's really sort of upset. He looks up at the sky and then wonders where where's my home and it does that Star Wars transition you know where it looks up and then comes back down Uh and we're on Krypton yeah yeah Lara which is uh, his mum is now uh, captured by guards and uh, taken to Megacity so this is years remember this is um, okay can I say wait so his mum still alive Yes. Oh, dude. So you, this is getting to the weird zone. Yeah. Because famously, on Krypton. Because famously, still intact. Yeah. Okay. It blows up and everything gets destroyed. Yeah. Not so in this universe. So okay. everything is still kicking along. So we think about it. They've just been searching for Clark. Yeah. For how old are we at now? What are 14? we? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. yeah. So fourteen years. Yeah. So we're now back on Krypton, and this thing has been happening for fourteen years. So. The um the original like uh Jor-El and stuff have been like overthrown, but they're all still alive. Kicking. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So his mum's been sort of out in the land for these like hiding out. Eventually she gets found. Yep. The guards bring her to uh it's called it's called Mega City, uh Yeah, Mega City. I don't know. I think that's all it says in the script. Um and they take her as they're taking him through um, this uh, sort of palace. There's all these other Kryptonian prisoners. So it looks like obviously anyone that was on um, their side, like uh, jor side, has been are now all internment camps and like in, in sort of locked up. So it is that sort of civil war aspect. We see uh, Katazor now in his 60s, right? So he's a bit older now. And yep. he's got his son, Tizor, with him. Gotcha. Yeah. Then they sort of drag, uh, they drag uh, Lara down into these uh, chambers downstairs. And we see jor is chained to a wall. Like, he's been there this whole time. For 14 years. Yeah, he's been there the whole time. They throw Lara down in front of him, and the wife, he's, he's not seen her for freaking years, ages, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Tyzor, he pulls out a blade and he holds it to Lara's neck, and he says, Tell me where my cousin is, and your wife will live. The couple just look at each other. They exchange loving looks. They're not going to say anything. Tyzor then brings the blade down on Lara's neck. Dead. Dead, decapitated. Yeah, he kills his mom. Yeah, it's full on, man. Now we're back at uh, Metropolis Uni Campus. Yep. Clark, 20 years old at this point. He's um, he's at a bit of a party and he uh, he spies someone that that, uh, tickles his fancy. Mm. And that, of course, is a young Lois Lane. But it doesn't go too well. Great party. It sucks. (laughs) You cannot believe that I'm here. Yeah, me neither, actually. Okay, so this girl from high school, Abby Farmer, she and I, we're going to be freshmen here next year. And she said that we need to come here tonight, okay? We need to network. But we're not even friends. 
Look, the only reason she wanted me here is so she could come and not be alone. Damn it. I predicted this would happen. Now, Abby's almost unconsciously drunk, upstairs with some 300-pound former Lincoln High School all-star football doughhead. And I'm stuck out here waiting for her to finish with him so I can drive her three hours back home while she's passed out riding shotgun. Great party. Your fly's undone. Oh, whoops. Oh. Maybe I need to lighten up. Just chill. Try a network. <clears throat> Hi. What class are you in? What's your major? I, uh, I'm a senior. And I'm declared. You're an undeclared senior? Oh, well, that was a nice non-judgmental reaction. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was rude. I just don't know what I want to do yet. That's all. I have some other questions I'm still working on. That's cool. You're just one of those freaks that always knows what I want to do. That's why I hate school and parties. Just want to skip it all and get on with it. Yeah? To do what? Journalism. I'm going to graduate in three years, move to the city, and start writing for the Daily Planet. I think I'm weird. Hopefully ambitious, too focused on the future to really exist in the present. <laughs> That's not what I was thinking. <laughs> hey, oh. so there's another party in town. Come on, let's go. I'm not going to another party. No, come on, I'm driving. I said no. Hey, trust me, you'll have fun. Hey. Whoa, leave her alone. Hey, excuse me, was I talking to you? Uh, leave him alone. <laughs> oh my God, Lois. Now, how are we going to find a party? We are not going to the party. We're going home. Okay, so this is why people don't like you. Because you're not normal. Yeah. Take care. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What's your name? Lois Lane. The abnormal Lois Lane. Good luck figuring everything out. Here we go, Cam. What are your thoughts? Something I'm spotting right away. Again, b based on the era that we're in, mm. the early 2000s, the kooky girl yep. uh, was a big trend. Big uh, time. That, was it Manic Pixie Dream Girl, I think was the, the term <laughs> that they used. used. Yeah, yeah, Anyone yeah. played by like Zooey Deschanel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like they have Lois Lane. They've kind of morphed her into that. Yep. Even she's like, I'm the abnormal Lois Lane. Yeah. I'm so kooky Quirky and weird. And, stuff. and she like kicks guys in the balls yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, what are your thoughts on their first meeting? As a as a meeting, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's I. It's a weird characterization of Lois Lane. It's like it's quite not manic classic, and yeah. Quite, yeah. Remember, she is quite twenty. Young. Yeah, so yeah, she yeah. Said, she's. Yeah. Um, we're all like that when we're twenty. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was a little bit of pixie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pixie with a dream girl. <laughs> <laughs> hair blue. Yeah, exactly. But what um, the one thing to note there. Uh -huh is that uh, she sort of mentions what she's doing and yeah. stuff. And that actually inadvertently puts Clark, because he's very smitten, right. puts him on this path oh, to journalism so yeah, yeah, and stuff she, like that. She mentions Daily Planet. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, yeah. oh, hello, hello. Maybe I'll uh, go to the Daily Get Planet. So there is a, uh, 
Seeds of Stalker. Yeah, yeah. Seeds of uh, Stalker. It's not bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's it's also like if you think if someone had mentioned that in passing and then you base your whole uh, career on yeah. following that to try and meet them at their place of work. That'd be weird. That'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how that turns out. Um, we now that we now cut back to the um, Arizona desert seven years later. Okay. You just sorry, I just want to make sure you're ready to have your mind blown at this point. Okay, let me prepare. Okay. Me, okay, you got it. Yeah. Because we're now meeting CIA agent Doctor Lex Luthor. Oh my god, my mind's blown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no businessman. Yeah. None of this. CIA. He, he works for the CIA. Okay. He's a special agent. So this is a different take. Yeah. This is a very different take. This is a different take. Okay. So he's. Okay, interesting. And then I'll tell you what he works in, okay? We'll g- uh, yeah, okay. Okay, because he's a special agent. Yeah, right? sorry. This, this is just, I'm trying to wrap my head around. He's not a business tycoon. Yeah, he's not a business tycoon. Okay. Or the president, which yeah. he often becomes. Which Lex Luthor traditionally is the antithesis of Superman in that Superman is small, small town, town, family, value, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And Lex Luthor is the opposite. He's big business Corporate. industry. Yeah, exactly. So it's but weird. They're positing that the opposite of Superman is law enforcement, which is <laughs> incorrect. <Yeah. laughs> so we're with Special Agent uh, Doctor Lex Luthor. Yeah. Um, policeman tells Luthor that two hours ago they got a call from someone claiming to have seen a UFO crash in the area, and they've sort of cornered, cornered off the the perimeter. Luthor approaches the crash site. He looks through the metal pieces. He finds what looks like bloody remains of something on the ground. Uh, Luther studies it a mo- moment, uh, then he brings it up to his mouth and he takes a bite. The police all start gagging around him. Luther looks up. It's turkey leg with sauce. It's a hoax. Yeah. Uh, Luther then addresses the crowd. Uh, whose work is this? Two 90-year-old kids put up their hands. Luther... Do we, did you say two 90-year-old kids? No, 19-year-old kids. <laughs> Luther motions to them They think it's all fun And then Luther's like Arrest them And they get dragged off So he's a bit of a Not better Not fun anymore Yeah exactly A camera then flashes And it turns into a newspaper So I'm assuming it's like Yeah And it reads CIA spends millions On little green men Written by Lois Lane So she's done a bit of a report on it Yeah we're now in the office with the CIA director, Dressler, and uh, they're dressing down Lex Luthor. This obviously isn't the first experimental enterprise financed by the CIA, but those projects remain classified. This reporter, Lois Lane, she has a source. She has printed in its entirety your division's mission statement. Lane was there? How did she know to be in Dust City? Questioning those trailer park boys, turns out that Lane paid them to put the whole thing together. Thanks. I'm not questioning your intentions or your integrity. But the CIA can't publicly acknowledge that it spends taxpayer money on the hunt for alien species. We should pull the plug. Bane. At least until things settle down. My work, while idiosyncratic and difficult to quantify publicly as significant, which would have been obvious had Lane printed the most important detail. Thank God she didn't. Why? Dean, we can't let some skirt with a press pass threaten this planet's security. I say we go public with the big secret. That could result in mass hysteria. Well, maybe a little hysteria is just what we need. 
classic mm. move to make him unlikable is make him sexist. Yeah, that that, yeah. that works. Some um, skirt. Yeah, yeah some some uh, <laughs> throwing her weight around. Um, but you notice that he's working for like the UFO division. So basically, he's Fox Mulder. <laughs> he is Fox. He's Mulder, Fox Mulder. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, look, I'm willing at this time. I'm curious. Yeah. Uh, it's different, but different doesn't necessarily mean bad. But we'll we'll see. We'll see whether this actually pans out. It's a out strange to be take. Different. He's working CIA in the UFO yeah. division. So so far, these are the changes we've spotted. Krypton is alive is and well. Alive and well. Jor-El is alive. alive. Lex Luthor is an FBI agent. Work. He's Fox Mulder. Yeah, he's Fox Mulder. <laughs> yeah, and the truth is out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but he did allude to another a big piece, secret. Big secret. Yeah, big secret that no one knows about that they should reveal. We're now in the Daily Planet, in the heart of Metropolis. Jimmy Olsen, um, let's imagine him uh, as what Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Olsen is showing around the newest addition to the team. It's Clark Kent. Yes, Lois is getting yelled at by Perry White for um, paying the two kids to fake a UFO crash um, to get the story to the CIA. I think so. He's really pissed off that she's basically entrapped them. Yeah. Um, How could you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to think of your best Christopher Walken for that. Um, and Perry White was uh, ended up being played by what Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, in uh, in the Superman Returns. Oh yeah, sorry, that was Franklin Jella. Yes, yes, sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking. He's my best on. Franklin Jella. How could you? <laughs> Sounds very similar yeah, to yeah, uh, yeah. Christopher Walken. I see them as interchangeable. Oh, good, good. Um, Clark gets then called into Perry's office while Lois and Jimmy head out to cover Luther's press conference. So Luther's doing a big press conference now. Um, Perry says to Clark, hey, they shake hands. He's, hey, you've got a weak handshake, yeah. uh, Clark, because obviously he's... That, that seems to happen in a lot of those films. It's either too hard or too weak. People make comments. And he, this is where it gets a bit weird because Perry says, you've got a weak handshake. Weaker than Jimmy's. And he's got a boyfriend. Oh, pro- so that's... Progressive. That's weird, but... 2002, isn't it? Uh, yeah. The late 90s and early 2000s were quite homophobic. In yeah. Movies. yeah. With like American Pie movies or whatever. Yeah. Like, I suppose, oh, dick. Gross. Because yeah. then, but Clark does call that. Clark goes, wow, that's highly offensive. And Perry says, what's your point? So I th- maybe it's a character like they're yeah. trying to make, set him up as are, like a. Are they a, trying to be like a J. J- Jonah Jameson? Feels like it. Yeah. It does. It, this actually. You got, a, you got a wit handshake there. Yeah, yeah we yeah, at him. Yeah. He's got a boyfriend. I need a. I need a picture of Superman. See. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <exactly>. Public menace. <laughs> so the Clark walks out um, with Jimmy, and uh, Jimmy says to Clark, "You know, when I first met Mister White, I used to think he was a total asshole." Clark waits for a, a revised opinion. Oh no. Now that's it. <laughs> Which I thought is quite a good yeah. little uh, little line there. Good on you, Shire. Yeah, good on you, Shire. Yeah, good. <laughs> keep keep going, mate. Um, now we cut to Luther at his press conference. As for this event in New Zealand, there were eighty witnesses. All of them reported that the object reversed course and then vanished into the sky. Hundreds of thousands of sightings are reported every year. Most of them can be explained. Weather balloons, satellites, hoaxes. But a few cannot. I am the director of the Special Operations Division of the CIA. As you may have read in Lois Lane's wonderfully written article, (laughs) the fact is that hoax was Miss Lane's creation. 
which makes me question her career choices. That's not how legitimate journalism should work. The truth is I am relieved. We can finally talk publicly about what we do. Yes, the Special Operations Division seeks out intelligent extraterrestrial life. And yes, we operate under the assumption that these beings are a threat. A danger to all life on this planet. This division exists not because we are paranoid, acne-faced science fiction fanatics, but because the CIA already has a UFO in its possession. Don't be so naive. This whole thing is propaganda. I led the team that recovered this craft nine years ago. There is clear evidence that someone, something, was sent here specifically to this planet, yet no body was recovered. Which means that it is still out there. Yeah. Hey, Clark, are you okay? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 I'm fine. So what is it doing? Is it studying us? Communicating with this planet of origin? Perhaps designing some sort of attack. Of course, there will be skeptics among you. My job today isn't to convince you of anything. It is to simply inform you that we have evidence. There is a visitor hiding somewhere on Earth right now. We cannot afford to assume that it's nonviolent. And as we all know, there's no such thing as one cockroach. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me. Mmm, well, what so, did he think so of that guy? During the press conference, Clark is being affected by something, it seems. Uh, well, he's just being, he, this anxiety of being yeah. sort of called out because he's feeling that he's talking about yeah, him yeah. and that he's starting to be like, oh my God, no, my life's yeah, sort of going okay. around and all this sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. Interesting. It's, yeah, it's an interesting take. It's an interesting take. So yeah. they're basically telling the world now that UFOs exist, exist yeah. and that there's been a visitor and someone's hiding in plain sight. And it keeps going back to that the old classic Superman thing of, Oh, this person, we don't know who they yeah, are, yeah. and it's That's like... Lex's whole thing is like, we don't know what his intentions are. He's an correct. alien. Yeah, yeah correct. Uh, interesting thing I've noticed with this script is start super action heavy. Yes. Uh, you know, the big battle yeah, in yeah, Gotham. Yeah, 100%. Uh, big war on Krypton, Krypton. And then now it's like, what are we approaching? Halfway yeah, It's about, yeah. Yeah, it's just about. And I know it's a big chunky script. This is like 140, 150 it's, page script. It's like 140. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so it would have been scripts. like a long movie. Yeah. But yeah. this would have been like an hour or so of like no action now. Yeah. He's doing, I think he's doing a bit to sort of build up the relationships. Yeah. And I'm going to say it's not that, interesting. No, no, no. But no. I know that John Peters, uh, when Kevin Smith talks about it, he said <laughs> like he wanted an action beat every like 12 pages. pages or yeah, yeah, this is not that. Yeah, yeah not at all. Um, so we're back at the Daily Planet and Clark and Lois are arguing over the Luther's press conference. Does Lois recognize Clark, by the way? Can, can, you're reading my mind okay. here, Cambo. You're reading my mind. Because um, they're having an argument about uh, the existence of aliens and Lois admits that she's adamant that, no, there isn't. there definitely isn't um, any aliens. Clark says, you should probably keep an open mind. And then Clark uh, awkwardly reminds Lois. He's like, um, do you remember, we've met before. And so this is when they have the awkward sort of catch-up conversation. They're like back at uni. She didn't realise it right then, but then suddenly it sort of comes back to her. 
the party, the fight, and so they sort of talk through that. And he wants to thank her for putting him on the path, giving him direction to become a journalist. Wow. Uh, Lois then gets a phone call from Perry. This whole alien thing is happening, so they want to talk to yep. see what they can get access to. And they've got access to the President of the United States because his flight has been rescheduled. Wow. Um, this is Air Force One, and he tells Lois, like, get to Air Force One immediately. Um, tomorrow morning, you're going to be interviewing the President on the flight. So wow. she's like, oh my God. Um, she goes to leave. Uh, she turns back to Clark, and then suddenly she remembers. Oh, she goes, "Your fly was open." <laughs> and then Clark nods awkwardly. Goes, "Yeah, it was." <laughs> Which is a weird response to that yeah. like uh, conversation. Yeah. So now we're in Air Force One, and uh, Lois starts interviewing the president, um, like trying to figure out what's happening with this whole UFO thing. Um, as they're doing the interview, though. We sort of pan outside and the engine of the plane starts sort of no. rattling. It's the classic. You you wanted another action sequence. I did. Yes. Bang on point. You've really osmosis to Cambo. <laughs> the um suddenly the engine explodes on the side of Air Force One. So now we get to this big and it's sort of reminiscent of Superman Return. Yes, exactly. He catches the plane. The plane, exactly. And this feels like they've lifted that from there. Yeah. Huge big um the the pilot looks out the wing, Superman's yeah. up there holding up the wing and he sort of corrects the plane and saves it. So it's a big sort of action piece that they yeah. do. But in this scene, Cambo, we have the classic line that come with a little modern twist on it. Yep. Um, so we cut down to the people on the ground. Yeah. Is it a bird? Yes. Is it a crashing plane? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm interested in the twist. What's this the is twist? the twist. They've got a bunch of people. One of them turns to the other. They look up in the sky. One of them said, it's a bird. Other one says, it's a plane. The other one says, oh my God, it is a plane. <laughs> That's where we're at. Because yeah. no one knows Superman yet. No, no one knows, knows Superman yet. So they do the little take. They do the little homage to that. Um, he, he lands everything back on the ground. Everyone's safe. Um, safely back on the ground. The president goes to thank Superman. He's like, oh, thank you so much. And uh, Superman uh, basically ignores the president. He goes, yep, thank you, Mr. President. Walks straight past the president to check on Lois, Lois Lane. Lane. Exactly. She does a little, She's like blown away by him. She sort of flirts with him. Uh, a little bit um, this amazing guy he can't believe that she doesn't recognise him at this point uh, and he gives her a hint and he goes um, does he's fly <laughs> does he, he says fly <laughs> he goes he go, she goes oh my god thank you so much uh, and she's like looking into his eyes and he, he goes yeah well you know fly and he sort of gestures right okay. which is weird and she thinks he's talking about him flying around yeah. so she's like yeah I saw you flying um, like that's yeah, it's amazing. You're 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 incredible. So there's this weird interaction of he starts off that he was gonna instantly sort of tell her that yeah. he's a man, and then he sort of takes a step back. All these other reporters rush in, start taking photos and stuff, and he gets sort of thrown. He goes, oh, I don't know. It's he turns to Lois and he says, "Excuse me," and he flies off. Right? Weird interaction. Yeah. He saves the day. It's so he's like, "Fuck off, Mr. President." Yeah. What's straight. up? Do you, oh, you don't know it's me? Look at my dick. No. Yeah, look at right, my dick. All right, bye. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> I'm just saving everyone. Um, and then a photo of Superman saving Air Force One appears on a newspaper and uh, and it sort of rotates around and yeah. reading it is Lex Luthor with a grin and he says, Well, here we go. So it's sort of implied that Lex like blew, blew up the plane to yeah. bring out the alien. Gotcha. To, yeah, yeah. That's sort of what's implied. Um Actually, a side note that I didn't mention before, um, the whole glasses on, glasses off sort of thing is seems to be the biggest thing that 
is a disguise that people can't sort of get past. But it, this implies it's a bit more about attitude. Like Superman's so like yeah, I'm saving the day, yeah yeah, 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 and Clark's so like yeah. introverted and stuff. The other little tidbit that they do mention in this is his glasses are only there. They're not for a disguise, but he's that Martha Kent bought his glasses and put um, specks of lead in them so that he didn't have his x-ray vision on all the time. Oh, okay. So when he was just normal Clark Kent, it would just stop him having to concentrate to turn it off. Yeah. Which is a weird little yeah. thing. I don't know. Yeah, okay. yeah it's interesting. Um, Clark is back at his apartment now, and this is where he starts having, what we talked about before, that sort of anxiety panic attack, where he starts sort of freaking out. His mind's racing. He's showing the world that he's uh, Superman and that he's out there. Um, so he doesn't really know, and he's sort of freaking out in his apartment. His phone rings, and it's Martha. Clark starts talking like a mile a minute, telling her, "Oh, it's it's okay. Look, I'll be careful. This has happened." And rah, rah, rah. Martha just stops him. Stop, like stop, stop talking for a second. And then she says, "Clark, your dad has passed away." This is this is one thing I quite like about the mythos of Superman, and I'm hoping that this probably maybe goes into it a little bit. But that Superman has all these extraordinary powers, but his dad normally passes away, except for in the Snyder version, uh, by a heart attack. And the whole thing is, he might have all the powers in the world, but he couldn't save his dad. Yeah. There's nothing he could have done about it. Well, this actually, he does have a heart attack. This actually implies that him seeing Clark. Oh! Like, it doesn't specifically say it, but it yeah. sort of implies that him seeing that. Because Clark's like, did he hear the radio? Did dad hear the yeah. radio? It's like, yeah, yeah, he did. That. This happening. Oh, he was, heard it. Oh. Yeah, he heard it. <laughs> That's he heard the problem. It he heard right it. in the ticker. <laughs> that that actually brought it. So there's a there's a weird sort of almost yeah, guilt there. Okay. Um, and so that he is, he's like shattered by this, yeah. right? And then we start hearing broadcasts because obviously he's come out like as a superhero now. We hear broadcasts from around the world. Everyone's talking about this. They call him the Stranger and his amazing powers. Yeah. We follow the broadcasts, so we start panning out to like a global level and all the broadcasts are sort of starting to overlap each other from satellites and bouncing out. And it sort of gets the impression that all of these words and things are bouncing out into space and they're being shot out into oh, space. Of course. Yeah. So now we're back on Krypton, yeah? And uh, Carter Zor, he plays, uh, they call it Swagyo which is a th- three-level chess. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's playing against a Kryptonian uh, concentration camp prisoner, uh, Prodeus. And in the script, it actually says Cambo. I love, a bit of, I love a little bit of this. It says in the script that Prodeus, we'll get to know this guy more in the next film. So don't worry about him right now. <laughs> I look forward to That's it. That's bold. That's very bold. <laughs> very bold. To put that in your script. Very to be like, bold. Okay, don't worry. He's going to be huge in the next film, yeah, this guy. He's well, going to be uh, massive. We'll set up early because uh, people are going to want to see him more. Yes, this. correct. And then Tyzor enters and tells his father that they've heard a transmission. We found Kala. He is on Earth. I'd like to go there and kill him myself. Well, we've come to the end of part one of our cancelled movie report on J.J. Abrams' penned Superman flyby. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and we would love it if you would subscribe, be it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. That really does help us get discovered in the charts. It would also be terrific if you could leave us a five-star rating, or most importantly of all, tell a friend. We're completely independent here at Cancelled Movie Report, so your support really does mean the world to us. And hey, if you would like to support us even more, we actually have a Patreon. We have a bunch of cool stuff on there, including a bonus podcast called Casting Calls, where we take famous what-ifs of Hollywood casting and we make them real. 
Hey, what do you think of the movie so far and have we missed anything? We would love to hear from you. You can always get in touch with us via cancelmovies at gmail.com or at cancelmovies on all the socials. And for this episode, we will have all the concept art for this movie up on our socials, so make sure you check that out. Hey, maybe there's a cancelled movie report you've always wanted to hear. Why not let us know? You can fill in the form in the episode description, alerting us to our project, and we may just give it the cancelled movie report treatment. We also want to uh, thank Altered for lending yes. us their awesome technology. Again, all of this has Can't been voiced by a one person. It's uh, pretty crazy. If you are interested in it, you can go down to the description. Altered.ai is their website. You can check them out for yourself. I'm Michael Campbell. I've hosted and edited this episode. And Eden Porter was my co-host too. And we both produced the show. Now, make sure you're listening next week to find out how this all ends. What other weird changes might they make from the Superman mm, mythos in this what story? What can they mix it up? If you want a little sneak peek, here's a preview. You should know. There's a man who wants you dead. Yes, I am familiar. I know Lex Luthor's work. Dr. Luther will be happy to read that I'm not the monster that he's predicted. He's the monster. There's something in an element. Poison. But until then, take care.